0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi everyone, Alex here.
2: I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Miss Rosalyn, Jen Kern. Mersasi Chow, Elizabeth Richardson, Chris Eversole, Shadow Spinner, Amy Carlo, Nicholas Gropp, Ace, Le Canard. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. <laughs> Welcome to a special episode of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Newell, with me today I have... Lydia Nicholas. Helen Gould. Ben Meredith. And special guest... Grant Harris. Ooh! Hello, Grant. Hello. How are you feeling? Tired. You me, going to want to lean into the mic slightly. Yeah. Great. <laughs> for, for, for everyone else, you've now gone from sort of like in a distant room to right in their ears. Hello. <laughs> it's, very,
3: it's very comfortable here. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself, Grant. I'm
2: mean,
3: in <laughs> Uh My name is Grant Howard. I am a game designer. I most notably designed Spire, a game what we're going to play today. We are uh, exciting. I also done Goblin Quest, which we, which...
2: which you also came in to play. Yeah, us, which we yeah, did a while ago, and it got horrendous with piano played by like hitting horses. No and one stuff.
3: forced you to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> <Golly>
4: <laughs> go go back and listen to that. Really, go treat. back. And to that. It's just the worst. <laughs> You're just encouraging them now.
3: I made a really good joke about Microsoft emailing software. Yeah, it was very funny. No, It was very funny in retrospect. It,
5: yeah. it, it improved on. Nice outlook. It's hear you admit it, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. I'm not even, no. even going to
2: look at you. Word. So tell us a bit about Spire.
3: Spire is a... Are we done with the Microsoft Office jokes now? I'm, I'm totally okay, done cool. Yeah, cool. One more?
2: Just don't go too loud or it'll get clippy.
4: Yeah... <laughs> I'm worried, I'm worried well after, done, well I'm done. worried after this, none of them are going to excel.
3: <laughs> nice word. Okay.
4: No. <laughs>
3: yeah, Lydia already did that one, and yeah. it's on, and it's on, Mike. Oh, yeah. No.
6: We'll uh, it. That's hilarious again.
4: No. Sorry, Grant. Tell us about Spire, Grant. We're r- really? Yeah, ruining Grant. your masterpiece
5: here. Yeah. Get us back on track, Grant.
3: Spire is a role-playing game. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs>
5: oh, the fuck.
3: Imagine that. So, hello. This is Spire. Spire is a role-playing game. The player characters are a cell of radical dark elves. They're freedom fighters in a... Fantasy city, a mile-high fantasy city called Spire, which has been, been colonised by wicked high elves from the far north. Boo. As a cell of ministers, as, as, as you're known, you are members of the Ministry of Our Hidden Mistress. You're worshipping a forbidden drow goddess of the moon, the dark side of the moon. You have sworn in blood and sacred shadow to overthrow the city of Spire and reinstate the drow as the rulers. By any means necessary, although generally spying and then riots... That's generally how these things sort of shake out. Um, I think that's enough to get people going on it.
2: Sounds good. Okay. Mm. Do do we have a mission for the day?
3: Yes, we do. I was wondering whether we should do that in character
2: or not. Yes, definitely. All things are better in character.
3: It will be explained in a flashback.
2: Yes! yes! Amazing. Nothing's not flashbacks. (laughs) So a bit about the system probably be a good idea as well.
3: Cool. Okay, this is a pretty straightforward D10 system. You will always be rolling one dice, one d10, when you do a thing. You'll also add a d10 if you have the relevant skill or domain. Skills are actions, domains are broad areas of knowledge and expertise. They're in your sheet. Hopefully it should be self-explanatory. What's on there? If you have any questions, feel free to ask, and I will try and tutorial you through it as we go. When you roll d d10, uh, tell me what your highest one is. And I will consult the core mechanic bit, which has literally five entries, but I forget them every time I look at it. Uh, and I'll tell you whether you succeed or whether you fail, et cetera, or whether you succeed and take stress. Stress is the most important part of the system. You have some little boxes at the bottom of your sheet, uh, but I will I will be keeping track of your stress for you. Stress resolves... Stress is a abstract idea of things going wrong for you think of it like misfortune so it's um, getting hit in the face running out of money being embarrassed i mean they all um, sound very stressful they are very mm-hmm. stressful or having the secret police know who you are
4: yeah, quite a divorce stressful. moving house yeah those are all oh, yeah. those are all versions of stress yeah.
3: which we can reflect and inspire thankfully <laughs> every time you take stress I'm going to roll a dice if it comes under your total amount of stress then you'll take fallout which is a concrete thing which happens uh, not a punishment more of a story development we try to make them as interesting as possible so don't fear fallout
4: could fallout
2: possibly be death?
3: Um, yes but even then we give you a chance to do something cool
2: awesome <laughs> please don't die in like the opening like setting descriptions I was just wondering if we were functionally immortal no <laughs> that's useful to know No,
4: you are
3: uh, you you can die <laughs> uh, and Spire can be quite a brutal system if you, if you roll badly.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah.
3: So let's begin, shall we? I
2: guess so, yes.
3: Okay. This is Spire. Spire is a mile-high city ruled by the Alfea. It's so tall and so impossibly built that reality has gone off in the middle, and there's a blistering hole called the Heart, where nightmares and unreality bleed out through the city. It's about a century ago, the Alfea decided they would build a train network, from the heart, throughout the city, which of course was a terrible idea, and now there is effectively train hell all the way through. It's
2: the central line. It's the central yeah. line, yeah. Does it have ghost trains?
3: Uh, oh, yeah, Mainly ghost trains. Yes! Uh, there's ghost trains. <laughs> there's one surviving train which can't be stopped. Oh, yes! <laughs> the last train. Um, which I mentioned because it will possibly come up later, on account of Lydia's character. Mm.
6: Um,
3: however, we are going to go down through the levels of spire, through new heaven atop the spire, where the dead are left repecked apart by ravens and crows and hyenas, and down further into the glittering frozen halls of Amaranth, where the high was made their home, past the Silver Quarter which is fantasy Las Vegas crossed with fantasy Venice (laughs) then down into the works which is a thumping, rolling hub of machinery and production, down to the garden district where corpses hang from spider silk threads and mushrooms blossom from their skin, and down further and deeper down, under the spire, into the underspire, to Red Row, where our story takes place. Red Row is a smoky, dangerous knot of activity and crime. It is the place which brings the worst and the best of the Undercity. Chief amongst the entertainments in Red Row is Arena, which is an arena.
2: (laughs) Slow slow down, slow down. Whoa! (laughs) Losing track of you you, here. You're losing me.
3: Red Row and Arena is run by Mother Moon and expatriate Noll. The High Elves are at war with the Nolls to the south, um, and many uh, drow are are conscripted into the armies and forced to fight against the Noll. Two of you were uh, in character. Ah, yes. Maybe out of character, I don't know. (laughs) But two of your characters were members of the army. And Arena is the is Red Rose's premier entertainment, well, premier, most popular entertainment hotspot. Built in an old uh, step well, there is a broad arena at the bottom, obviously, where people watch uh, fights. They uh, bid vast amounts of money. Fights are generally fought to first blood or to death. And there is a grand tradition of betting on yourself in a death match. Those
2: are two very different fights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You There's not have much variety. space for middle ground. What Asia? would you suggest
3: for middle ground? Knockout? Third blood?
6: Yes, oh, seventh what you want? Like, blood.
2: Seventh blood. Oh, <laughs>
3: seventh blood. First oh, limb loss. Yeah. First limb loss. Yeah. Might also lead
4: to nipples. death. first <laughs> nipples. First
2: nipples. <laughs> first nipple. Nip slip. <laughs> first, nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> first nip slip. That's a good, solid middle ground. Today, boys, in we are fighting the Janet Jackson style.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there is a grand festival being held in Red Row, um, Popular in the in the docks uh, above ground is a style of drow theatre called Descent, which means of blood, and it is a sort of semi-improvised fight opera, fight brawl, fight improv. We'll get there. Uh, a semi-improvised story with various scripts and scenes, which which which, which will take along, and at very and at various points through the story, there will be a fight, generally to first blood or to unconsciousness or to tap out. Is that the sort of thing you're after, like tapping out?
2: Oh, there you go. There we are. We there. are yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, like wrestling, do. Yeah. The winner of those fights will win in the play and the fiction that determine the way in which things progress. Ah. Uh, which is neat. However, um, that, that is a popular form of drought theater theatre. elphia called Suvain Blossom in Winters um, has decided that they will they will write a grand magnum opus. They're voiced by James
6: <laughs> James S-
3: No, no. Uh, begins with an M Eddie Eddie does the voice. Oh, James Mason. Mason yeah. <laughs> there we are. Um, Suvain Blossom in Winters has written his grand magnum, op- their grand magnum opus, "The Fall of Spire," a three-day-long dissonant opera recreating the climactic colonization and war, uh, war and then colonization, to, <laughs> to take Spire when the when the High Elves arrived two hundred years ago, give or take, and uh, took Spire from those dastardly Dark Elves. You have been positioned here by your Magister. Uh, your magister is called Magister Delve, and they are played by Natalie Dormer. Yay! <laughs> uh,
5: They're so, all played by Natalie Dormer. Yeah. Aren't if they, you need,
3: so. yeah, all, every, every magister I have is played by Natalie Dormer. And if you need motivation for anything, imagine Natalie Dormer wanted you to do it. <laughs> it's easy enough, I think.
4: What was their name, sorry? Delve. Natalie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: magister Delve, um, but hopefully they won't come up too often. Uh, because the more the more you contact the organizer of your secret cell, maybe things have gone wrong. You have been tasked during this three-day opera with two main missions: one to protect a promising young occultist by the name of Jessica Malric. She is performing in the in the opera, uh, not on the fighty side so much, more on the magical singing side. The ministry are trying to recruit her or turn her in some way, and so she has to stay safe. Throughout this, also you can't just rock up to her and say, "Hey, we're from the ministry. Get in the bag." It has to be secret.
2: Well, what if it's a really safe bag?
3: If it's a really safe bag, we'll talk.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, your second objective for this is there is uh, the the army, the enlisted forces have uh, have, have sent along a detachment of troops to try and keep the peace, because this is going to be quite a... This is going to be a powder keg of a situation. There's going to be a lot of very posh people coming down to watch this magnum opus. Normally, this sort of thing would not be done in Red Row, but uh, Souvain Blossom in Winter decided to run it in the traditional drow style, in drow country. Mm. Um, so he's basically gone to... The, he's, he's gone to Dreg Town, and so there's going to need to be a lot of uh, military police and soldiers there keeping the peace. There is a captain of the of the guard of the of the of the uh soldiers called captain bonchance um who you are going to need yeah actually that is a funny name who you are <laughs> going to need to turn you're going to need to get some leverage or some blackmail over there over him or do something
2: get in the bag it's yeah. safe they are uh
3: they're they're not so interested in in turning uh, sorry in in recruiting uh bonchance but more um having them implicated in something or or having leverage over them okay our story starts uh, there's a camera above Arena as Souvent Blossom in Winter announces their grand magnum opus for the Spire and talks at length about the people who are in the play which we will go into in a little bit when you get some sort of uh, there'll be a handout not that I've (laughs) written a handout but uh, sitting in the audience is our cell of ministers watching the Souvent announce their grand magnum opus can we get an introduction as to who you all are please Sure. Uh, so I am uh, Monsoon. I'm playing an idol which is
5: uh yeah, I'm a gonna, magic Gonna artist. try. Yeah,
3: a magic artist a sorcerer. Who, yeah, bewitches mm-hmm. people with their skill and charm and beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in, in incredibly like um, bleached white skin and um, incredibly dark hair, wearing sort of dark blue robes in which is secreted a long sword um, from the arena. I have a sort of mirrored veil, which I can pull over my head to create a mirrored visor for when I'm fighting. Um, Yeah, that's basically what I look like.
5: Friend. I am Sergeant Redweather. I am a knight. I am... For some reason, the first thing that came to mind was, like, that dog in a knight costume out of Undertale. (coughs) Like, like, great greater dog. (laughs) Um, that's not actually why I look it's like really I big just need a tiny you, little head.
3: You need to find references other than Captain America and Undertale.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. No! <laughs> All right, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one nearly has knights in. <laughs> <laughs> just looks like Bucky. Just. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bucky, okay, no. right. Be original and entertaining. No. Okay. Sergeant Redweather. Bucky crossed with Cap. <laughs> oh. Oh
4: God.
6: Helen's We'd, gonna need a minute. We
5: bro- <laughs> We've broken Helen. I love them. Right. Okay. Sergeant Redweather is six foot tall, and does no, no, no. That's Azul. <laughs> we can three do foot this. tall. <laughs> no, that's Grizzup. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sergeant Redweather is normal sized.
3: <laughs> How fascinating! I really wish you'd referenced Captain America. It might have been a bit better.
5: Wears normal
4: <laughs> trousers. <laughs> quite, a normal, in, quite normal Incredibly face. standard jacket. It's got,
3: got a face like a pink balloon. Just <laughs> <laughs> completely generic.
5: No, nah, but nah, nah, nah. No, but, but uh, monochrome coloured. Oh, yeah, grey balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was going to go for Sergeant Redweather is just, like, completely grey. Okay. Like, it's like, um... Just all the colour is gone. They've got grey hair, grey eyes. Like the Green Knight out of... The in the green knight. The, the, the bit where it's like, and their hair was grey and their eyes were grey and their nose was grey and their teeth were grey and the horse was grey and their ears were grey. Um everything is grey. They are not welcoming looking. They are forbidding, they have a great sword, they have a scar over one eye. Whoa. Yeah! That, that's what... <laughs> um and they look like the threatening person in the corner of the nasty pub that you don't want to go in (laughs) yeah there we go got there uh
4: i am playing mel mel is a Vermisian sage mel didn't do the four years of service that the other characters did Uh, instead they fell in with a gang of thieves so they spent their their youth sneaking around and nicking stuff which will be completely unfamiliar to anyone who's listened to this podcast <laughs> before. Uh, being a missian sage means uh, they are deeply entangled in the uh tot hellscape that is the dead hellish transport system network. They are desperately interested in protecting pure drow culture uh, and dive into the Vermisian tunnels whenever they can to research things and learn stuff, investigate things, and sometimes throw enemies into. Uh, Rather importantly, uh, all of their organs are replaced with bees. And (laughs) at that point, (laughs) I will end the... No, okay. what they look like, they are pale, almost see-through, sort of, like, blanched white skin butts there's enough sort of sticky honey leaking out of the uh, crevices in their jackets and their like it seems to drip from the corner of their eyes sometimes uh, that when colour they what is the honey? Oh, the honey is honey colored, like oh, okay. golden. But that means that they much of them seems to be stained like like under their fingernails and at the corner of their lips. Just imagine uh, just in your the Honey. Yeah. I'm just thinking <laughs> so sticky, you, you so avoid
2: pillows. So yeah. much just
4: yeah. as there's Let's a stickiness. Hello,
2: bees. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> but the thing is, is that because the honey is warm, because it's on it runs off easily. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not disgusting at all. Uh They speak slightly slowly because the bees that are <laughs> operating their lungs don't always necessarily reflect the emotion that might be. So they sound impatient all the time. <laughs> <sighs> okay.
2: B powers.
4: <laughs> They've got B powers. It's written in caps at the bottom of my sheet. B powers. We'll see how that. Like, tune in next week.
2: So I will be playing uh, Tireste, who is a uh, Lejean, who was a uh, sniper who served underneath Sergeant Redweather. He always carries a massive doffel bag, does Le Jean, uh, Does uh, Trieste. I mean, he never really seems to open it, and it's always on his back, but it's there, an unnecessarily large duffel bag that often often is just inappropriate for the situation. I mean, he doesn't even have a formal duffel bag for, you know, black tie occasions. It's always the same duffel bag. Uh, In terms of clothing, he's extremely shabby-looking. He is extremely mucky-looking. And in terms of sort of tone for a drow, as dark as you can get before it stops being a drow and starts being just... A shade of colour in and unto itself, like a dark room or something. Just, just very, very mucky, very, very dark. I'm very tempted to say it has a scar over both eyes, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. What I would say is there's a good chunk of his left ear is missing at this stage from mm. from some kind of long forgotten fight. Uh, In terms of sort of abilities, in addition to being a sniper, also a medic. However, how often that comes up is uh, largely determined by uh, how how incompetent everyone has been and and needing that help. But uh, in real terms, it does mean that Trieste is simultaneously quite far away and then running up to help before deliberately going far away. It's a a bit of a weird one, but it'll work. I promise.
3: Oh yeah, I didn't think
2: of that I was making the character I love it, it's great <laughs> Quick, a fight, tactically run away Pew, oh no, someone's <laughs> hurt, run close Then tactically run away again I help most try, when I'm very far away or
3: very close Try not to bleed out, I'm getting a bus <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I need some kind of bike I'm the only one who has to commute during a fight
3: In terms of bonds between your characters i come up with some bonds oh, You're welcome to establish any sort of previous history which you can imagine Please invent that as, as we go currently as alex said um, his character served underneath helen's character it he, uh, uh, was sergeant uh, underneath sergeant redweather redweather helen you fight in the arena occasionally alongside monsoon and I've, pro- know, I've probably done a fight on each other and with each other at some point <laughs> sorry fought alongside like, and against each, other. So,
5: like, Around each other. surfing on the body of one of them just like like well, okay. you, you
3: got to try and pull in the crowds yes um, and monsoon uh, you were a you were a hunter back mm. in the day, hunting mega eye uh, on the top of the spire. Guys it feels weird when you say it out loud rather than know writing what a it down.
2: Eye is anyways. It's like a crow. Crows crows,
3: rooks. Oh, I
4: didn't know that rooks,
3: ravens, magpies. That's my the people,
4: fact for the day. The people who will inherit the earth from us okay. once we've messed up. People? Yeah, they're okay. pretty people. Yeah. <laughs> they bear grudges, grant yeah. yeah,
5: genuinely. They can remember you Yeah, they do. Yeah
4: remember you
3: but you specifically just me <laughs> just you. You.
4: <laughs> that's their only power they don't
2: want to keep turning over like where's Grant <laughs> he, he says we're not people
3: <laughs> and finally um, you Monsoon you were taught occultism and possibly some like, like, I like to think that um, Mel is responsible for you getting into uh, magic and mm-hmm. responsible for like uh, you, you You had the looks to be an idol and Mel looks like they're of bees. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Rather impatient with the way that you've used my lessons just to make people fall in love with you <laughs> all the time.
5: But whatever appeals. So one of the bonds I've got is that you and I go drinking a lot and I think that we complain about our respective... <laughs> <laughs> Who's you? <laughs> you on audio. Oh, um, <laughs> Sergeant Redwell. Oh, Sergeant Redwell. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we,
4: we, we meet up. I drink mead. Uh, and I drink everything. <laughs> you drink everything.
5: <laughs> I start at one end of the bar just Work keep going out. down.
3: <laughs> um, also, in terms of any specific powers you have, I've tried to give you a pricey of what you can do on your sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything that's particularly confusing to you, let's get that out of the way now. But otherwise, hopefully you should be able to say, oh, I want to do this. And then we'll, we'll, we'll consult the rules as and
4: when. I am happy for B powers to be interpreted however they... I mean, oh, it says please turn over and it's... I'm full of bees. Okay, Uh, that's what it says.
3: And you can let them out.
4: And I can let them out. Uh, We let the bees out? When I I did. And that caused D3 stress to everybody nearby. That makes sense.
3: Plus they run away on account of the bees.
2: (laughs) I would like to ask one question about resist. Everything else seems fairly transparent. With resist, I could see that meaning a few things. Yes. What's the resist skill? It's
3: uh, it's stopping electricity running through you.
2: Okay, cool. No. I can make that work.
3: It is... It is constitution. It is resist mind control. It is resist pain. Uh, so it's a catch-all thing for not having something affect you if oh, you don't okay, have cool. an active skill. That is fine. Uh, it's also the sort. Oh, also the, the other thing about this, which won't come up in today's game, um, but you're you're damaged by sunlight, but you're several hundred feet underground at the moment, so that's probably as fine as
2: it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've met all the characters. In that case, I think we shall take a break there, and then we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: Sounds good. <sighs> JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything
1: Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
2: And welcome back. So, yes, we have been introduced. I think we all have characters at this stage. I think we should probably now find out how we're going to ruin everything for you, Grant.
3: Well, uh, I I hope you try and ruin things. (laughs) Otherwise, it wouldn't be a very exciting play. (laughs) Actually, so, I
4: like the city the way it is. I kind have of decided it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Just going to go back to our ordinary jobs. I might try and get a job at that
2: algae van, a fungus van. <laughs> See, I think they haven't really explored the ramifications of vans. I really think we can take take vans as a thing very far. <laughs>
5: uh, the glasses are
4: off. We're literally twenty minutes in, and Gran is massaging his forehead.
3: I'm going to start a van factory.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like Tesla, but in spire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Make <laughs> it
3: happen. Tear up that map.
4: <laughs>
3: um, as, a, as a good GM, it's my responsibility to respond to the players, not railroads. So who wants to be Elon Musk? <laughs> I've placed in the centre of the table a map. This is not a map drawn by professionals, it's a map drawn by me now. It's a series of locations connected with nodes. I'm not sure whether we should describe
2: the map to the audience. Yeah. It's words and lines. It's <laughs> transcendent is what it is. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it transcends meaning.
2: But essentially
4: the arena is at the centre. Maybe yeah. if I describe it and then you can tell me whether I've understood it. Sounds so, good. The arena itself is at the centre, uh, off to one side, which I assume means downwards. Yeah, why not? Uh, there's the Sickle Moon pub and the...
3: L'Oufer Noir,
4: artist. the artist lodgings. Deeper than that, if we continue in that direction, we get to Derelictus, Derelictus. and the Ministry Safe House. Uh, like if we're from the arena going further up and towards orderliness, there is the Mother Moon Sanctum. I don't understand. Maybe it will reveal itself in time.
3: Mother Moon runs the place.
4: Ah, of course, yes, sorry.
3: So, 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 like, the lines indicate access. Ah, right, so
4: from the the arena we can get to the gladiator barracks, uh, to the underneath the arena, which I assume Mm. is Phantom of the Opera-esque.
5: Just (laughs) pianos. Mazes
4: and monsters and pianos all the way down. It's just mops. Uh, It is an opera.
3: yeah. A mopera.
4: Oh. <laughs> but with more blood.
3: Yes. That's uh, what the mops are for. <laughs> <laughs>
4: God, Lydia, God. uh Lydia! Uh, uh, in another way, going from the arena, there's the temporary military HQ, which is, I assume to house all of these staff brought in to keep order while the poshos come mm-hmm. to slum it in our artisty area and gentrify it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, there's the Elphir Sanctuary, where I assume the it's poshos live. S- yeah, it's a, it's,
3: a, it's a temporary posho in, encampment. Right. So uh, there's been lots of silks hung from the walls and mm. and, and, and petals strewn around uh, to make it nice for them.
5: Glamping, essentially. Should I hear Elphir yeah. yeah. Sanctuary no? In I'll the city, city glamping. It is, yeah, like I think of them like being carefully... <laughs> Yeah, kept like, like all in, intended. Like in, in nice cages. Yeah. I mean, they're still cages, but, you know, nice
2: cages. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, and further up in that direction is the surface, which I assume mm-hmm. is too.
2: Hot
4: and orderly for us to be that interesting. What's the surface ever done for me? That's what I'd like to know. Exactly. Mm Down here, growing all our fungus, (laughs) (laughs) selling it in vans.
2: Oh my god! It it turns out that
4: there is a van that got into Spire, and Grant isn't happy about it. It's not that I'm
3: not happy; it's I didn't authorize it. (laughs) (laughs) No one stops mentioning it.
2: Are you saying that in in a game of Spire, there's some kind of like subversion of authority going on?
3: Don't don't. Sorry, our character drowns.
2: <laughs> oh, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> What's that awesome thing I get to do now? I'm drown.
3: Um, no, no, you just drown.
4: Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> there is actually a special power if you follow the masters of drowning. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, you don't sure, need master, to breathe, yeah. but you don't get that. No, I don't. That's irrelevant here.
3: Oh, yes, the drowned king. Sorry, that sounded <laughs> yeah. like a joke, which they did made up. Yeah, there is the power to remove the need to breathe.
5: Yeah. Wow, um, I yeah. actually read it. I did too. <laughs> i forgotten
3: Helen was a sensitivity reader. Helen's <laughs> yeah. Helen's read the entire book with a fine tooth comb.
5: I still can't remember any of the She
3: prefread it and we didn't ask her to. <laughs> which I think is probably the most Helen thing I can think of. <laughs> yes. yeah.
2: Well she didn't want to be insensitive.
3: That's true, yeah. Hey. <laughs>
2: mm.
3: Nice. Comedy is over. Now it's now it is time for role playing.
5: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Serious role playing faces. Serious role playing faces. Let me see those faces. Helen, that's not comedy serious. And there we go. That's <laughs> what I
5: wanted.
3: what off the comedy serious, and you looked at me like I just delivered terrible news.
6: <laughs>
3: um, so, but we, with a
4: lollipop in her mouth. Yeah. We
3: we smash back to the we flashback to the briefing scene. You are you are uh, you're in you're in your safe house uh, above the uh, Sickle Moon Pub in Red Row. You are being briefed by by Magister Delve, Who again looks like Natalie Dormer, Dormer undercut and all and she has a program, a pamphlet, for the play The Fall of Spire. Thank you all for meeting me here today. Um, As as I'm sure you'll all be aware, you are uh, esteemed operatives for the Ministry, in Red Row especially, and we figured this would be... uh, Given your connections to the arena and to the military, we figured this would be an excellent opportunity, and of course to bees, Mel, we figured Mm -hmm. this would be an excellent opportunity to uh, gain some leverage over the ruling classes. So, during these three days of celebration, Apparently, there's, uh, there's one act per day. Goddess knows how long they are, but we'll have to do what we can to try and stay entertained. You have two main objectives. There is a promising young occultist by the name of Jessica Malrique. She, she's serving directly underneath Blossom in Winters and has been uh, sequestered here for the duration of the play. She is a, a skilled occultist, perhaps a little naive, uh, and we're interested in bringing her on at a later date. Now, this is very dangerous down here, and she's um, she, she's of noble blood, hasn't really been outside of the uh, the gilded halls too much, so I'd very much like if you just keep an eye on her, make sure nothing uncomfortable happens to her. Uh, we do want to keep her alive and intact. The, uh, the second thing I'd like you to do during this, the uh, the captain of the guard... A captain of the army who's come down here, a Captain Bonchance, has been uh, positioned here. He is useful to us. We're going to have to ask you to turn him to the Ministry in some way, and if you can't turn him, gather some sort of blackmail. But we're going to need him on side, and it's very rare he operates outside of the barracks up Spire, so it's an excellent opportunity to get some face-to-face time with the captain. She uh, throws the program down on the table in front of you. You can see that this play is called The Fall of Spire. Oh, God. Um, there, are, there, 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 is, there is a list of... Um, is it Dramatis Personae? Yeah. That's the one, yeah. The, the characters are... There is the warrior poet, New River's Broken. Don't worry about writing these down. God. The warrior poet, New River's Broken, uh, who famously uh, was the leader of the invasion of the force who overthrew Spire. Um, and that's played by Glimmering Beast of the Dawn, who you will know monsoon as this absolutely gorgeous prick, <laughs> um, who like uh, he's he he's an elf here. He's got a little bit of a drug habit, a habit. He's addicted. Uh, he he has a drug habit. He addicted to d- glimmer, which is basically fantasy MDMA, and he he's irritatingly good at fighting. He's, he's something of a rival to you, but also he's an elf here, so there's kind of some difficulty there. <laughs> um, that uh, His wife, Lady Versil, New River's Broken, is played by Miasmari, who uh, you will know. You, you've always had a bit of a crush on Miasmari. Um Ally, indeed. Miasmari is hugely powerful. He's, ah, that's um, it. like it. Like, like, very strong you suspect she has, like, illegal implanted technology, like drow technology, like, they're called uh, slivers they're sort of magic needles you push under your skin, and it's like permanent acupuncture which gives you magical powers uh, but it hurts yeah. and kills you, because fire. Um, she has too many of these but, um, for the time being, she's doing great, and you like her moxie, and her, her chutzpah <laughs> there is, uh, so I
2: feel like holding up one fist and saying, this is moxie <laughs> I'll know the other and go, this is chutzpah <laughs>
3: Yeah. You, you can get chutzpah written really small
2: <laughs> Like two and a half letters per knuckle. Moxie down, and Chut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I guess you could have Hutzpah uh, across <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. That'd work. Um, those are uh, those are the main. Also, the, the, there are there are several. Um, I'm going to say about a dozen characters on each side, like minor lords and nobles and military leaders who are too difficult for me to make up names for on the Mel- train.
4: Mel's going to flick through and then be disappointed that no bees and or other insects seem to feature. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mind appearing over your shoulder just with the occasional. Uh, oh god.
3: Um, indeed there are there are no bees uh in this uh but uh, it does it, it's also from a historical point of view really not okay the way in which they're reimagining this right. um the drow they have uh, lord Jan de Sterre, um in and it says in brackets after his name a coward
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um and the scri- uh, the scryer tricks Aile malric uh who is played by Jessica malric
6: the sc- interesting mm,
3: the Scriatrixes are a sect of Um so you'd certainly be aware of them um, Trieste Tiesto Tiesto what do they call you? <laughs> Tiesto Tiesto
5: DJ Tiesto <laughs> you'd certainly
3: be aware of them Paul Oakenfold <laughs> um, no you uh, the Lejean are a order uh, sorry the Scriatrixes are an order of blind seers um, and it's possible to sort of blind yourself temporarily and get in or you can do it permanently and you know you have to just sort of see by remembering what's They're there. The
2: time for them too ironic.
4: So, Jessica Maric is playing potentially one of her ancestors or relatives.
3: Definitely a distant ancestor, and also it says after the gods, and there is the Solar Pantheon, who are the who the the, the High Elf gods as um, are they? sister Spring, father Summer, brother Harvest, and mother Winter, and they are your standard. Sun Pantheon, mm-hmm. and the dominant religion in Spire, and they are opposed by Domnu, who are who is who is the Trinity, the three goddesses: Limier, our glorious lady, who you worship; yep. Lombre, our hidden mistress, who you all worship because you're Secret. part of a paramilitary terrorist cell; mm-hmm. and L'Ecole, who uh, sets things on fire. But Le probably won't come up too much.
2: I mean, my goddess, one more time that I definitely know:
3: Limier that, or our that. glorious lady. Thank you. The play, it seems, details the overthrow of Spire in a very sanitised way. It also mm-hmm. outlines the drought as a bunch of useless cowards full of infighting, full of, um... They're superstitious, they're stupid, um, and they are, in a way, like, it was really better that, that the high elves turned up to make, like, to sort of take it off their hands because they couldn't handle it. Of course, it is a descent play, so... That means that the plot is semi improvised and it can never re- really be too sure what's gonna happen. But you've fought in the arenas enough and mm-hmm. seen enough arena fights and you've read enough history, Lydia's character, mm-hmm. to know that they probably don't want it to go any any other way aside from the way they want it to go. Yeah. Which and is very much against the spirit.
4: Mm. Mm. And they've got this incredible fighter playing the lead role, so
3: two incredible fighters playing the lead Alpha role, the yeah. And just, yeah, a man with the word coward written off his name on the other side. Right. But, you know, it's, it's all up for grabs. Um, and I've never put a play in a game without one of the player characters replacing an actor. So we'll see if we can make a first. <laughs> of course. Of course. So... Rather than sort of have a back and forth where you ask questions about this, we'll simply flash back to this scene. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions about what you want to know about, if you asked her any questions beforehand, it is possible to contact her, but it's going to take uh, longer than you'd like.
2: So then in flashback, let's be honest, this play... uh,
3: Opera, technically. There's a lot of yelling.
2: Ah, well, you know. how, uh, How important is it that this actually, you know, comes off and doesn't just fall apart halfway through?
3: Well, you could interrupt the play, I suppose But military are there to try and stop it being interrupted So you might want to let it continue if Unless you want to Well, war isn't the right word But they certainly have the tools to bring that to us okay. If you were to shut it down I'd do it very, very well Right. I'd recommend Plus uh, it could be an interesting show uh, Some of those artists can really sing
4: uh, not
5: one for culture
4: what do we know about this Bonchance?
3: Bonchance. Um Young Drow enlisted. Uh spent his durance about six summers ago there and has since been promoted to captain, which is excellent. Very very young man. Mm. Um and is, and is is clearly showing a lot of aptitude, whether that's um whether that's in cowtowing to the Elphir or whether that's natural aptitude, I uh, I don't quite know.
4: Natural talents—I've got very little time for.
5: <laughs> I can find out how he really got there.
3: Yes, we're uh, we're hoping that uh, perhaps one who's so young won't, won't have enough, won't have had enough time to properly been inoculated or um, what's the word indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. Thank you very much. Well,
2: I mean, the physicals alone do take time, <laughs> so maybe it's both. Mm. Yeah,
3: probably. We're hoping that someone so young and um, who has such a stellar rise to, to power could be c- converted easily, or at least taken advantage of. He must have made some sort of mistake.
4: There must be a reason that Mm. he's ascended so fast. We'll Mm. uncover
5: it. Yeah, I suspect a deal or a bribe. Mm. I'll find out.
4: So, out of character, I have a thing called Find Connection. Once per session, declare Mm. two NPCs connected, so... I can just find a way. You can
3: just say any two NPCs, and I have to tell you how they're connected, even if they weren't connected in my head.
5: Uh, I have a squire called Mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nice. Cool. So, is he connected to Mistletoe? (laughs) Well, it would be easy because then I could go and. I
4: I have a page
3: called Gadolive. I don't know. uh, It's a -a Gadoliv called Page. Gadolive means book guardian.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> Whereas Paige is a job. Yeah, right. So this was this was confusing.
3: Mm, I understand.
4: <laughs> so Paige, my page.
3: Gadelouv. Yes. Paige, your Essentially. Page, your friend. <laughs> yeah. Paige eats books.
4: Oh, okay.
3: Page uh Paige has a face which doesn't show up on radio.
4: let <laughs> <laughs> Well you can go and play with Mistletoe. Right. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why Helen brought up that she has a squire.
3: (laughs) I I think because it was an easy NPC to connect.
2: Oh, right. Right, right. (laughs) She was just like, here's someone expendable. (laughs) 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 Here's my good friend expendable.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't... Yeah, okay. How are they connected?
3: Sorry, which which two?
4: I was assuming that it would be useful to have to work out... uh, Bonchance's connection to someone higher up so that we could then bribe him about it but if it turns out that he's got a filthy past with,
2: with Mistletown,
4: <laughs> with mistletown.
3: <laughs> I'm not quite sure how this will be useful in the plot Yeah,
4: that's why I wasn't going to connect yeah. those two Blackmail Oh,
3: We don't have to do this now
4: no. yeah, we, we,
3: we, You can have it hovering I there, just right? wanted to do to mid-sentence it, I
4: want it, Yeah, I wanted to make clear that yeah. I have that <laughs> but how about we return to this? M- <laughs> Cut this and return to M- it. Mistletoe arrives, <laughs> yeah.
3: um, uh, bearing uh, a, a, a frosty stein of beer for you. Hello, sir. Thanks. Uh, I, have, I, got, I got some smaller beers for your friends, as you asked.
5: Um, Sergeant Redweather, slightly contemptuous, gives you your, your smaller beers and then takes this gigantic... <laughs> uh tankard. It's, like,
3: it's, it's like the top of one of those water coolers yeah
5: and <laughs> yeah, just like pl- plugs the bottom half into it and i just <laughs> like...
3: don't want to dull our senses do we
5: <laughs> this won't dull anyone's senses
3: oh no no the sergeant gets hit in the face quite a lot i think it's uh, i think it's beneficial if you can't feel things no,
2: mistletoe oh, mistletoe's not wrong there actually
3: <laughs> oh no was, Shut was, up. i thought that was your fighting style sir don't be giving away my
5: trade secrets oh, okay
3: sorry sir uh, might, might I go and um, sit near
2: the fight, sir?
5: Yeah, you might learn something.
2: Yeah, sure. Thank you, sir.
3: And uh, um, mistletoe, uh, give me, give me a shout if you, nothing. And mistletoe, um, sort of like, the, like totters off, and, <laughs> and, and like mistletoe, they're, they're carrying all of your stuff, um, <laughs> like, like tottering around like an intern, getting, like, like getting down, and then they sit with their with with, with their chin on their hands. Oh. Uh, and look out and watch uh, w- watch people like knocking the tar out of each other with armoured gloves. And, there's, 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 like, and just as the camera's panning Grant's
4: up. naive face is actually terrifying. <laughs> there's, there's, there's,
3: there's a little spatter of blood that goes on Mistletoe's <laughs> face, and they don't
4: move.
2: Oh, that's mm. worse. <laughs> Mistletoe! <laughs>
4: yeah,
5: my
2: favourite. Honestly, Redweather, you just, can do better. You really can. No, you don't. You've, you've fallen so far. No. You... Excuse you.
1: I think maybe if we don't start an argument before we've even begun the mission, that would be pretty good.
2: I taught you everything you know. (laughs) You taught me everything you know. It's not quite the same thing, but let's move on.
3: Who taught who everything who knows?
2: Yeah, I got confused by this.
3: (laughs) Sorry, did Helen's character teach Alex's character everything Ben's character
4: knows?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which just isn't true, because my character taught Ben's character. I'm sorry, sorry, backtrack. I never said my character had to make sense. Mm. This is all fine. As we've already
4: established, my character and Helen's character go out drinking together a lot. And this yeah. is one of those points where Alex's character has said that and we just... We have a bad sound just, like,
5: I'm going to tell you some just bad stuff about yeah, this guy like, later. Oh
4: my gosh. Uh, over over some... And in fact, probably because you know me, you've got mistletoe to bring me a small thing of mead rather than beer. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got to be honey. Sure. It's got to be honey. Disre- <laughs> don't disrespect <laughs> me with this hops stuff.
3: So... What are your what your initial plans for finding out information on this? The first day starts and you can see uh, there there is someone singing incredibly loudly and quite badly because it looks like they were brought on to fight rather than sing (laughs) um, about the 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 glorious burden of the high elves. Uh,
2: Shotgun not watching the play or you know like being near the stage.
3: So yeah, what 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 are your plans? What do you want to do? What do you want to find out? Who do you want to
2: pressure? Why
4: don't, why don't you military types sneak into the barracks and find out what's going on? What sort of?
2: Yeah, it sounds like a decent idea. Is.
4: It's very rare that they treat their drow enlisted men and women anything like as well as they deserve. There will be frustrations to exploit.
5: Yeah, I'll find out if anyone's got any gossip on Captain Bonshaw. I'll go Get poke them.
2: around his office, maybe, see what I can see.
5: Meanwhile, I'll uh, try and ingratiate myself with Jessica. And see if I can keep an eye on her for the uh, duration of the play.
4: I can study the histories, see at what point in the narrative Jessica's character might come into risk peril mm. and make sure that we intervene at exactly the right
2: point. That's actually a really good idea.
4: Fantastic.
2: With the power of research. And bees. <laughs> <laughs> yes! yes. And I think we should probably end the episode there. We're set up. We know the game. We know, broadly speaking, what our plan is, and I think we have we have something to execute execute upon. Yep. Right. In that case, then we will It's bees. It's bees. It's always bees. It's so we will be we will all the time. Return the next down. week with bees all the way down.
6: alright <laughs> bye Bye. 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 bye.
2: back.
3: I did four pages of prep for this. That's which That's more four than times... an
2: entire season of my prep. Yes,
3: yes.
5: <laughs> that's a lie. I've seen... Yeah, we know yeah, 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 that's have all seen your big folder. You want to pretend
3: admin. to
6: be cool
2: in front of the yeah, guest
5: Jim? So don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we all know you have a it's, folder he's, with a calculator he's in it. Really. He's
2: like, shy it's, little... It's like true. Yeah, I, I, I do winged do. it for two seasons, but then things got complicated.
1: Now he's got I'm too busy smoking
3: cigarettes and kissing girls to prep Dungeons and Dragons.